I'll be reading from 1 John chapter 2. Um, I'm going to finish it. The last couple of verses. Um, the last two teachings are on um, the Calvary Chapel YouTube channel. And uh, they're uploaded there if you just want to check them out. Um, so I'm going to be reading from 1 John chapter 2, verse 18 to 27. I'm going to leave the last two verses, 28 and 29, because they fall in line with chapter 3 for next time. And then um, when I'm finished, uh, we have communion. So I will keep it as short as I can. And uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read chapter 2. First John chapter 2, verse 18 to 27. Dear children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their, but their gone showed that none of them belong to us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It is the man who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a man is the Antichrist. He denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. See that when you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us, even eternal life. I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it is taught you, remain in him. Amen. I'm going to do a verse by verse. I just think it's a, it's a lot better doing a verse by verse. So I'm going to start with verse 15. Hang on a second. Oh, my mistake. I was meant to read from 15 to uh, 27. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I'll start off with 15. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So, we cannot love the world and love God at the same time. It's either one or the other. Um, this life is only temporary and everything we have and own it all born away, it means nothing. Um, we all know that this world will fade away and everything in it. How can we love the world more than God when Jesus promises us a new creation, one that is eternal, if we trust in him? If we turn to Romans 12, chapter 12 too,
And Paul tells us, do not confirm any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. So we're told to, you know, come away from the world, just focus on Christ. And moving on to verse 16, and it says, For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of the eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does, comes not from the Father, but from the world. John, John Carroy's three attitudes here. And the fourth one is the cravings of sinful man. It basically means going after physical desires. The second one is the lust of the eyes, craving and accumulating things, bowing to the God of materialism. And the third one, boasting of what he has and does, especially the obsession with one's status or importance. And when I was reading through this, I noticed there's a pattern going on here and when the serpent tempted Eve in Genesis 3 in Genesis chapter 3 6 he tempted her in these in these uh, three areas and also when the devil tempted Jesus in the desert these were his three areas of attack and that's in Matthew 4 1 11 so the cravings of sinful man the lust of the eyes boasting about oneself does not come from the Father. And uh, if you just told me to Proverbs 27, 20. And it said that and destruction are never satisfied and neither are the eyes of man and that is that's so true um verse 17 the world and his desires pass away but the man who does the will of god lives forever so everything we feel we see we hear and touch it'll all pass away and the desires all the sin, all darkness and wickedness, the ungodly pain and death, all will pass away. But this should encourage us, knowing that this evil world and our desires for its pleasures will end. We don't have to hold on to the things of this world. We can't take it with us. This should encourage us to do God's will and not our own. Verse 18, Dear children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now, many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. So John here is talking about the last days, the time between Christ's first and second coming. It's also warned, it's also warned to believe 
and now sorry Yeah, it was also a warning back in John's time, and it's also a warning for us as well. Um, there are many false teachers who pretend to be Christians, and, and they lure the weak members away from Christ. And then close to the end of this age, in the last days, there is the Antichrist that will that will arise. Now, I'm not going to explain about that one. Um, I think it needs a bit more in-depth teaching, and um, I'll just give you a scripture so where is, where it is mentioned, and uh, you'll find more about them in Revelations 14. Revelations 19.20, Revelations 20.10. And I don't know, everyone has different opinions, you know, but we won't be here to see that. You know, I, I believe in the, in, in the rapture before all this kicks off. And, um, yeah. So, we're told, don't, we're not to fear them. We have the Holy Spirit who shows us who these people are. And we should call them out for what they are. They're false teachers. That's why it's so important to clearly teach God's word to new members and weak members so they don't fall into the trap. Um, John also gives us scripture in 1 John chapter 4, verse 3, which we'll be talking about next time. Um, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. So anyone who denies Christ is an Antichrist. And that's what Paul tells us. They have the spirit of the Antichrist. And Jesus gives us a clear warning in Matthew Chapter 7, verse 15. Matthew. Watch out for watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. You know, Jesus. It's given us a clear warrant to watch out for these people because, you know, they look right on the outside, but it's the inside. Different motives. And it was basically told to watch out for them and call them out for who they are. In verse 19, they went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. So over the years, we had people come and go. Some because they had to go, they were called to do other work for God. 
and sadly others because they, nev they never truly gave their hearts to the Lord. So they never belong to us. People could even come in but have the wrong motives. And it's very sad to, sad to see. Um, we should ask ourselves, why do we come to church? And I, I thought about that one myself. And for, for, for me, is I want to serve. I need to be in fellowship. I need to be praying with brothers and sisters. I want to praise God and I want to listen to what God has to say through our brothers when they stand here. And I always ask, it's kind of like a warning to be careful not to turn not to turn it into a Sunday thing. It's important when we leave here to continue to seek the Lord daily, fellowshipping as much as we can. If you go with me to 1 Corinthians 11 to 19. Sorry, 17 to 19. In the following directors, I have no praise for you, for your meetings do more harm than good. In the first place, I hear that when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you, and to some extent, I believe it. No doubt, there have, no doubt there have to be differences among you to show which of you have God's approval. I'll move on to verse 20. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. So the word anointing usually refers, refers to the pardon of the oil. It was used to consecrate kings and special ser servants for service. It was also used by the church when someone was sick and that's in James 14 and I just want to stop you there um, if you turn to James chapter 5 14 it's kind of like a little a little testimony and um, as many of you know Elaine's brother was very very ill Stephen and um, he was so bad, we were told with the doctors that he was the sickest person in the hospital. He was basically at death's door. The man, I believe, the man shouldn't be alive. Um, everything was failing. 
he was we were starting to give up hope but my wife she kept going she kept the faith she kept the she kept the, the hope going and she had on her heart one of the days to go in to bring her brother Brian as well to go in and pray over him and Brian bought oil with him and um, when they went in they done exactly what James tells us in chapter 5 verse 14 if I can just find it there we go. Um, yeah, is is anyone sick? If is any one of you sick, he should call the elders of the church and pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. At the moment, Brian and the name were in that room. They were praying. And Brian put the oil on his head, they were praying. All of the machines started going off. All the machines started going off. The nurses, it's like the enemy was saying, get them out. Like, you know, I was told the, uh, the nurses, you're like, oh, come on, you have to go. But the miracle is that from that moment after that happened, it was uphill for Stephen. He's now walking. He's, he's not walking fully, but he's walking one of them uh, cinder frames, yeah. Um, he's talking, he's moving, and he's listening to God's word, which Elaine has been given and given and given it to him. <laughs> Persistent. But um, I say this to encourage us that, like, you know, if you go by God's word, it's, it's living. You know, Stephen hasn't come to the Lord, but yet God's so merciful. He healed him. He gave him that second chance, you know, to live, to change his life around. He's completely, is it de detoxicated? Addiction free. Basically his whole body is clean. It's like that, that scripture, um, if you can help me with it. <laughs> Sorry for you on the spot. When your house is clean and swept, isn't it? Yeah, when your house is clean, clean and, and swept, basically, you know, like all the demons there, clean, you're swept. But if you go back, seven times worse. So I just ask if you can keep Stephen in a prayer. You know, God, like, this is a man we never taught that would come to the Lord, but it just shows us that sometimes God has to bring us right down to our knees to, uh, to bring us back up again. So, all glory to God. And I believe that the anointing mentioned here is the Holy Spirit. And if you turn to 2 Corinthians one twenty-one, it shows us But it, it brings me to believe that it's it's the Holy Spirit that that's the anointing here. If I can just go to it. 
Sorry, just give us a second. Yeah. Now it is God who makes us who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. That what brings me to believe that the anointing here is the Holy Spirit. Um, to moving on to the twenty one, um, I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it. And because no lie comes from the truth. It's like John here is reminding us that we know the truth and no lie comes from the truth. And the truth is, Jesus is the truth. Um, I'm going to do 23 and 24 together. Oh, sorry, 22 and 23 together, 24 and 25 together, and so on. Um, But 22, who is the lawyer? Is the man who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a man is the Antichrist. He denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. So John gives us another description of, of who these Antichrists are. And that is the man who denies Christ. To deny Christ is to is to reject God's way of revealing himself to the world. Anyone who accepts Christ as God's son accepts God the Father at the same time. The two are one and cannot be separated. There are many cultists today claim to call themselves Christians, but they deny that Jesus is divine. We must expose these people and their teachings so new Christians don't fall into their teachings and lead them away. And that's a big danger because it's, it's, it's everywhere, you know, and the danger is for new Christians hungry for the word. And some of them do get scooped up by these false teachers. John, 1 John 24:25. See that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us, even eternal life. So John is encouraging believers to hold on to what we're told in the beginning of the walk with Christ. It's important to grow in the knowledge of the Lord and to have a deep understanding through studying of the word and to teach these truths to others. We must never abandon the basic truths about Christ. Jesus will always be God's son, and his sacrifice for our sins is permanent. If you turn with me to John 14, 23. 
<clears throat> Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own, they belong to the Father who sent me. And you know, to me that's a promise. If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Amen. <clears throat>